welcome to the Beautiful Souls podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Hello, 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 beautiful souls, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today because what I'm speaking about is very hot on my heart right now. Um, I actually was going to record a podcast today, and I have a whole bunch of ideas. (laughs) I was making this joke to myself on Instagram the other day about how, like, didn't want to start a podcast about a year ago because I didn't think I had anything to talk about. Then your girl puts out freaking 27 episodes in eight weeks most of them solo episodes like come on you clearly have something to say (laughs) um so yeah I have something to say and I was gonna do one of my um ideas that I had already written down but I realized that there's something that's really just hot on my heart right now um and I really always want to share from a place of authenticity. Sometimes that place of authenticity is me not being in the hypiest mood, um, as you might have heard from other podcasts when um, things in life have happened recently that um, just take you to your knees. Um, I just got emotional on another side. Um, But at the same time, there's also, you know, moments and days where I feel so much joy. Um, And so the reason that I wanted to share this today is because I was actually creating a little TikTok reel. Is it called a reel? No, I just combined the two. It's a little video of, and it's talking about um, you have to romanticize your life. Um, And and I see how some people might not like that because it's kind of saying that every moment in life is beautiful. And and I know that that's not true. You know, there's always hard moments. Um, But I think when there are beautiful moments, I just love the concept of romanticizing it and making it beautiful and abundant. That doesn't mean you have to be on white sandy beach beaches with a freaking drone in a bathing suit, you know, looking your bestest and like living in a luxury vacation spot. No, it just means like the little moments that you have every single day, really allowing yourself to feel the pleasure and the beauty of it all. And I have been feeling this myself lately. Um, it's summer at the moment in, in Vancouver where I'm living right now. And, um, I have just been so, 
taken aback with gratitude each day of the fact that I get to live this life where I get to help people. Um, and it just, it just makes me so emotional because the beautiful souls, um, in my program just absolutely light me up and I love them so much. And I am so grateful that they have entrusted me to help them shift their life, which has been happening and it's incredible. But I also get to like do things on my timeline. I get to, you know, wake up and go for a walk with my partner. I get to, sometimes I wake up early. Sometimes I, you know, a couple weeks ago I was watching the Olympics, um, early in the morning and then I would sleep in and, and, you know, I get to do workouts when I want. I, I get to show up how I want. I get to, you know, spend time with friends and family. And, and I realize in many senses, there might be some of you who are, you know, coming from this perspective is like easy for you. Right. You know, and, and, you know, if you go back and listen to that, um, uh, that episode on the quantum field and, and using your quantum field as evidence, I really want you to take this as inspiration and not have it as jealousy because I'm sharing this for you because I want this for more people, right? Let's rise together. And in the sense of like talking about like, who are you living for? If I lived for the conditioning that I grew up in or the belief systems that I grew up in or the norm of the environment that I lived in, this wouldn't be my life. This wouldn't be my life right now. But it is my life because I chose to live for me and not for everybody else. And not from a place of being afraid of what people would think or being afraid of people's judgments. I call myself a recovering people pleaser and all people pleasers, I am talking to you. Who are you living for? The decisions that you're having in your life, who are they for? Are they actually for you? For the goodness of your soul? For allowing you to feel alive? Allowing you to feel joy? Or are they from a space of afraid of what people are going to think? Because you better stay in the box or else people are going to judge you or your family might not like you or people might think you're weird or people might think you're a failure or your friends might leave you. Who are you living for? So many of us grow up and live in the shadows of our parents. Or we grow up and live in the shadows of what society tells us. Go to university, get a job. Just get a good job, work hard, you know, get a good pension, get good benefits. If you have a few weeks vacation year, that's amazing. And just do that. Don't think too big. Don't try too hard. You might fail. It's keeping us small. It's keeping us compact. And it's, it's, it's disempowering us from allowing us to access our true essence. And maybe you living in it, being in a nine to five job is, is your truth and is your joy. And that is amazing. And I want you, I want to say that, but this is, I'm talking to the people that are in something because they think that's what they have to do, or that's what their parents told them they have to do, or that's what society has told them they have to do, or they're afraid of doing anything fucking different because people might judge them. You have one life in this incarnation. I put that in little, what are they called? Bubble? Paraphrase? Oh my God, parasynthesis. You know, little side things. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart moment. But yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who are you living for? And I understand, you know, there's going to be some of you that go, well, you, Danielle, you don't know, you don't have children or you don't have a mortgage or you don't have this responsibility. And yeah, I, I don't. And, and I also know that this 
perspective isn't accessible to every single person in the world right now. I know that. And that that comes from this place of having privilege of I'm white. I'm a white person. I grew up in Canada and then Australia, two, um, you know, good nations that supported, you know, um, and empowered women. I could have been born into a very different situation. I, you know, I think I'm very much am an old soul because even as a child, I, I was pondering the thoughts of like, well, why was I born into this family? I could have been born into another family. Why was I here? Because I am in a country where I can speak freely. I am in a place where as a woman, I can do what I desire. My body is my, like I have free will over my body. I, I can dress whatever way I want. I can express myself. I can express my sexuality. I can express whatever in the way that I want. And not everyone has that. And I'm not trying to bypass that because I very much understand that. And that, that weighs on me. But this is one of the things that I want to share with you guys as well. Talking about guilt. Oh, stream of consciousness podcasting is very interesting. <laughs> but speaking on guilt, when I first moved to Australia to go after this Olympic dream, I had mountains of guilt, mountains of guilt. It really weighed on me because I really because asking myself, like, how how did I get this? Like, how, why am I lucky like this? Why did I get this opportunity? You know, if you don't know my story, um, go and listen to episode one. But, you know, I, I happen to be a Australian Canadian. I happen to have Aussie parents, which gave me this opportunity to go try out for the Aussie team. And I knew, personally knew, athletes in Canada that would have killed for the opportunity that I had. And it weighed on me so much. And I, it, it really was like this, it was really holding me back in many ways. And I was, I, I reflected on it for a long time because I was like, how do I move through this guilt? And I realized that the guilt doesn't actually do anything. It's not an action, right? It doesn't create anything productive or um, helpful. It's just a feeling, just like worry. Worry can be overly consuming. It doesn't actually do anything positive to help make a shift. And when I realized that, I was like, there's no point in letting me feel crippled by the guilt. I might, I might as well do something with this opportunity. If I have this opportunity, I'm going to do something with it. And that's when I realized that I wanted to go down this path of what I'm doing now. You know, part of what I, I, I see myself doing is making this massive impact on so many women and so many souls and really elevating their self-worth and getting clarity on their life, but also like giving back to Synchro, my sport in the long term. That's it's something that's a big vision for my life and bringing more awareness to a little known sport that is freaking incredible. And I, I made this vow to myself at that point is like, I want to do something with this. I want to do something with this guilt. I'm not just going to allow it to sit there, but I'm going to help people. And if you have that feeling of feeling guilty for having privilege or feeling guilty for going after something or feeling guilty for choosing to live your life in the way that you desire, I encourage you to switch that to reframe that because the guilt isn't going to do anything. We can educate ourselves. We can become more abundant and prosperous and prosperous. And then we can help 
in a way that can make bigger difference if we just sit there and are guilty and don't allow ourselves to live in our highest vibration. So you living the life for you, according to you, is actually helping so many more people than you just sitting in the guilt of feeling bad that maybe you had an opportunity or you have a possibility that someone didn't have or your parents didn't have or your grandparents didn't have. So many of us have opportunities that our grandparents never had. I don't, I don't even, well, I was like, imagine explaining social media to our grandparents all those years ago, like back in the fifties when, you know, TVs were just coming out. My parents just told me the other day, my dad was telling me actually tangent, um, the other day about how he remembers when his neighbor got a TV. My parents are um, quite a bit older. So my parents are 72, um, which is, I'm, I'm 28. So that, um, it's a bit older for an average person my age. So my parents were growing up in the 50s, right after the war. And my dad was telling me how in Australia, they remembered their neighbor got a TV. And they would go over and sneak over and watch TV, like outside their window. And, and if they got to be invited in, it was black and white. And it was they just thought it was amazing. And it's just like, you know, the, the world has changed so much in, in the past, you know, what, 70 years you know, more than I feel like it changed previous to that. I wasn't alive in this lifetime um, then. Um, but we could all just allow ourselves to feel guilty for all of the privilege that every single one of us has. If you're listening to this podcast, you have privilege in some essence because you have access to internet. And um, the privilege is something that, you know, I am um, always educating myself more on because I really want to understand it because I was born as a white woman and that does um, give me privilege, but we have privilege if we have access to internet, we have privilege based on our, um, sexual orientation. You know, I was born a woman and I choose to be a heterosexual. That's privilege. You know, there's so many different privileges. However, just feeling guilty for my privileges does shit all. <laughs> it does shit all. But using like being in my truth, in my authenticity, educating myself, doing better and allowing that to give me the fuel to be able to live in my truth and then help other people. So don't give me this bullshit that you feel guilty and that's going to hold you back. Because the guilt is not going to do anything. You're going to do more positive impact by living in your truth than just sitting and being guilty. I truly believe that. I deeply believe that. And, you know, when we come to another thing, like I used to be someone who's petrified by judgment. I was afraid to live in my truth to like, I, I never wanted to go to university. I just felt like I had to because that's, I went to a school where like you pretty much were like called a failure if you didn't go to university. Like they, they judge their success, right? Um, in high school by the amount of people that went to university straight away, which I just, can I just, can I just say that? I just think that's fucked up because like what you can take a gap year. It doesn't mean you're a failure if you choose not to go to university, I, I just think the whole way that we um, judge, not judge people, but evaluate people on their intelligence based on, you know, maths and sciences and, and the traditional schooling system is ridiculous because I think so many people walk around feeling stupid when it's absolutely not true. And that's one of my limiting beliefs that I worked on for a long time. Um, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough to do all this. I don't know numbers. <laughs> I was never good at math. Um but uh, uh, something that I heard actually that really helped me um, is that it, the quote, if you ask a fish to climb a tree, it would spend its whole life thinking that it's stupid. Everyone has their own things that they are smart at. I couldn't 
fix a car to save my life <laughs> couldn't you know maybe if I YouTubed it a lot but like some people are just so naturally talented in that we all have our different areas and I'm going on a tangent again but I just think it's really important for people to understand that because you are so smart in your own field but if you are a fish and you're being told to climb some tree that you're going to feel silly. You're going to feel stupid, but that's not true. You have, you're smart in your own field and I want you to know that. And, you know, coming back to being afraid of what people think, cause that can hold us back from living in our truth. That can hold us back from living the life that we want. I was scared of what people would think. I went down the path of getting a university degree because I didn't want people to be like, Oh, you don't have a university degree. Oh, you didn't want to finish. It ended up taking me eight years to finish my university degree. And I'm going to be really freaking honest with you guys. It was just a, it was just stupid. Like it's just a piece of paper that I paid a lot of money for. (laughs) I did a degree in internet communications, which was very interesting because I learned a lot about the internet and where the internet is going, but it was all theory. It was no practicality. Everything that I have learned about social media, building a business online, helping people online, I YouTubed and took courses on it. It it gave me no practical knowledge. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, what what I'm saying is I was afraid of what people would think. I didn't want to really go against the norm in the sense of not finishing my university degree. So I followed the path. But this is the thing that I want you guys to understand from a spiritual perspective. There is always going to be someone who thinks the opposite of you or who judges you or who doesn't like you. And this really hit me when I first understood it from this perspective. It's the law of polarity. There's 12 universal laws. One of them is the law of polarity. With black, there is white. With good, there is bad. With light, there is darkness. With hot, there is cold. It's literally a universal law that not everyone is going to like you. Literally. And I, I had this, you know, um, have been reminded of this, this realization, you know, through being someone on social media, because, um, you know, people, sometimes people don't like what I share that, or they just choose to judge me because, you know, and that's what we all do when we see someone on social media. And I understand, you know, I've had people like make fun of me and stuff. Um, or, you know, I switched from all my synchro stuff to my, my more spirituality and mindset stuff. And people didn't like that. Um, and I, I was literally felt so uncomfortable. I thought it would like cripple me because growing up, I remember I was like the girl that I was like, I'm just going to be nice to everyone. People pleasers. You, you might be nodding right now. I'm just going to be nice to everyone. I don't want anyone to not like me. So I was just super nice, super nice. And I was just the nice girl. But that made me so freaking vanilla. And it also made me totally deplete like my authenticity and not allow me to be who I truly was and not be someone who has an opinion and someone who actually helps people. If you're just being neutral, nice vanilla all the time because you're afraid that someone isn't going to like you, there's still going to be people that don't like you. That's not going to change the amount of people that like you or don't like you. You know, you get to be in the authentic, authentic truth of who you are. And the right people are going to like you. You don't have to be everybody's friends, people pleasers. (laughs) Like, you don't have the capacity to be everyone's friends. Like, I don't, like, I love human beings, but I don't want 7 billion friends. That's very overwhelming. (laughs) Right? So I want you guys to understand that if you are, you know, choosing to not live your life in your truth because you're afraid of what other people are think or you're afraid that people might not like what you're doing, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you no matter what the frick you're doing. It's literally a universal law. So why not do something 
that makes you feel good. Do something that feels true to you. Do something that allows you to shift that guilt into helping people, helping others. There's going to be people that judge you no matter what. So why not live in your truth? When I started to realize that, it just gave me more permission. And I, I need to still do better. Like, I want you guys to know I'm not perfect. I can show up more authentic. I can be more myself. I still sometimes, you know, I'm afraid of what people think. But I'm at a point where I don't let it rule my life anymore. Don't let it rule my life. In my last relationship um, with my ex-partner, who was a very beautiful man, um, it's just we weren't in, we weren't the right people for each other. After I went to the Olympics, he wanted me to um, get a job, like a nine-to-five job. And this is the crazy thing. Um, this was like a universal test, actually, I truly believe. Um, so I came back from the Olympics with maybe $300 in my bank account. Um <laughs> is a, a, a big calm down um and then uh, I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life and I um was applying for different jobs and, and figuring out what to do I wasn't sure if that time if I want to continue with synchro and um, my partner or my ex-partner um was applying for jobs um and he applied for a job somehow under like my seek a seek account which i don't know if, you, if that's in north america but it's like a job finding account um and i got a call and i was like super confused because i was like i didn't apply for this job um but it was a job for like a channel um a tv a channel um channel 10 i think in australia um in perth and I was like, you know what? It'd be. They asked me to come in for an interview. I was like, you know what? It'd be a great opportunity. I got nothing to lose if I go in for the interview. So I like dressed up, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go in for this interview. Um, and I would say like I'm relatively personable, you know, when I choose to be. If I'm in my extrovert phase, um, and I went in, and I feel like I actually did a really good job of that interview, considering I had like no experience. <laughs> it was like an entry level job, and there was lots of other people that were being interviewed, and they called me back a couple days later, and I got the job, and I was like, what? I didn't even want this. <laughs> I was just doing this for the experience and my partner at the time said to me he wanted me to he wanted me to take it um and because you know um we were in a space to be completely transparent where he was helping me out a lot financially going to the Olympics and I will be forever grateful to him for that um and it, it was just it was just hard like it, it was just a struggle um and and we kind of didn't want to like be financially struggling anymore um you know just just kind of making it by on one person's salary um and so he really wanted me to take it and I just knew in my whole body do you ever get that you get like a full body reaction to something I just felt like I was gonna throw throw up if I took that job I just it, my whole body was like nope no 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 I don't want to do that um, and it, a part of it was because I, I, that there was part of me that wanted to keep swimming, which I ended up did do, I ended up swimming for three more years, um, and, and competing on the national team. So yeah, I just knew it was a full body, full body no for me. And it was that moment where I feel like the universe was like, you're going to live for him. You're going to, you know, you're going to want to do what he wants you to do, or you can do what you want to do. And it caused a lot of tension in our relationship, um, you know, we ended up obviously not working out for, for other reasons, but that part of it was, you know, uh, because he, he 
kind of wanted me to go down the traditional route, get a good, get a normal job. And like, we can go on vacation five weeks a year. Like, why do you need to do this thing? Like where you inspire people? It's, it's, you know, you, I wasn't making money at the time, like, (laughs) um, at that. And, and I could have made that decision to live for him and I would have freaking hated myself. I would have hated it. I know that, but I decided to live for me. And it was really hard at the time to, to come to that decision because I faced a lot of pushback from, from him. Um, and I felt bad. And I said to him, look, I'd rather work three jobs than take this because it just, it really binds me. And I ended up being a waitress and a nanny at the time, month after the Olympics, which is very humbling. You go to the Olympic games and one month later you're serving people food. Um, and people see a tattoo on your ankle going, Oh, were you at the Olympics? I was like, yeah, like four weeks ago. Um, (laughs) I got some good tips sometimes, but yeah, it was, it was very humbling. So, you know, that was one of those opportunities where I could have lived for him, but I chose to live for me, even though it felt so hard. And, and I encourage you guys to continue to ask yourself this, especially if you are a mom or a parent out there, you're going to try and make your children an excuse. Well, I need to do this for them. I need to, because this is a smart decision for them. I'm like, no, I believe in the truth of my soul, a parent living in their truth, living in their authenticity, doing something that lights them up is going to inspire your children to, and to show them by like leading by being rather than just telling them that they can do what they want with their life too. They can do what they want. It's no one like, you know, what are people going to believe more if you just shake your finger at them and say, you can do what you want with your life, but be like, but they look at you and said, oh, well, you didn't lead by example. This is your opportunity. I don't care what age you are. Don't give me that either. You're going to give me that excuse. I'm too old. No, no, you're not too old. You are not too old. You know, Ariana Huffington, the Huffington Post, she started out at 55, 55. Betty White also, um, you know, that she's like that actress. She um, started her uh, career or she like made it big in acting at like 51. 51. There's so many people out there, no matter what age you are. So don't give me that either. I have this incredible, um, beautiful soul that comes in as a guest speaker in my worthy program, um, which is helping women with their self-worth, self-belief and self-love. And her name is Belinda. She's 65 and she's a sex coach and she's amazing. She's so inspiring. Um, and she started that career six years ago, six years ago. So don't give me the fact that you're too old to live your life the, the way you want. Nah, 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 nah. You're not too old. Who are you living for? Who are you living for? And, you know, one of the reasons uh, I'm like getting emotional thinking of this. Um, but this is this is truth. Um, if you guys have listened to um, a previous episode, you might have known that something very heart aching has happened happened in my group program in the past few weeks um, where a beautiful soul um, in the program passed away and she was 39 years old and I truly know that she is my angel now um, she's given me signs very very clear signs that she is but I think of people like her she passed away very suddenly. Um, and that could happen to any of us. It could happen to any, any of us. You could be gone tomorrow. 
You could be hit by a bus, you could pass away in your sleep, something crazy could happen, we could all be gone tomorrow. And yes, I, you know, we go up to the heavenly place or the soul realm and then we get to reincarnate and I truly believe that. That's my deep, deep knowing. Um, However, in this life, you could be gone tomorrow. So why the fuck don't you just live in your truth now? Whatever that is for you, live the life that you desire now. Without the conditions or judgments or the beliefs of anyone else being pushed upon you. Because some people don't have that opportunity. Some people don't. And don't allow that to be that guilt to hold you back, but use that. Use that to rise. There's been really beautiful, beautiful humans in my program at the moment who have been sharing how they have been doing things. Um, they were There's things that they weren't going to do, basically. Um, and, and they thought of this beautiful soul that passed on and they decided to, to do it anyways for her because she couldn't, she couldn't do it. And so, you know, so, so they did. And I want you guys to use that as well. Use your mortality, not as, not out of like deep fear that, you, you know, you're going to die. We're all going to die someday. Let's hope for every single one of us. It's in a very, very, very long time when you feel very f- fulfilled and satisfied in your life. Um, we're all going to die at some time, but you don't want to walk away with, you know, regrets. You don't want to be on that deathbed and regret that you had lived a life true to someone else, not true to you. I'm just, I'm so passionate about this because I just want. I don't want it to just be for me. I'm so grateful that this is my life. But you know what's so much better than just having it for me? Helping other people get there. Helping you guys get there. Helping you be in your truth. Who are you living for? Live for you. That's my reminder to you guys today. People are going to judge you no matter what. There's going to be people that don't like you no matter what. But you get the sovereignty to live for you and people pleasers out there claim yourself sovereignty claim your self-worth claim your autonomy as a human being stop living for other people and live for you i just really want you guys to have that reminder clearly this was very hot on my heart today thank you guys so much for listening I absolutely love when you share your feedback from this podcast. And if you feel called and you want to write a review on Apple, it absolutely means the world. I hope that this episode today has inspired you. It has reminded you. It has given you a little check of what you needed and given you a little kick in the butt to rise up for you because you absolutely deserve it. And it is so possible for you. I love you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. 
I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>